1: And hello, everybody, again, and welcome back to Locked On Browns for your Wednesday edition. Your host, Jeff Lloyd, on Twitter, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. You show itself at Locked On Browns. Follow-back account. DMs are open. You guys know the drill. Best way for you guys to communicate directly with me. Ideas, thoughts, criticisms, sure. Why not? We're open for everything. Your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns is brought to you by the Peacock. And Williamson show through the locked on podcast network available, Spotify, Odyssey, and hopefully iTunes as they continue to try to get their act together. We're gonna to get to some things here. Sports Illustrated's Pete Smith along for the ride at underscore Pete Smith underscore. We're gonna talk a little bit about OTAs and some teams obviously just you know wide open with their facilities. We're going to talk the wide receiver room as we continue here, uh, basically give you state of the union of each positional room. And as we did uh, last time we sat down with Pete, we talked a little bangles today. We're going to talk where the Pittsburgh Steelers are at headed into the 2021 season. Um, Pete, this is all over the place as far as OTAs and everything that's going on here. You know, some buildings wide open, 70 guys in the building, 80 guys in the building. Uh, Brown's a little bit more conservative. I do believe J.C. Tretter as the NFL Players Association president is you know, sticking up for the union here, maybe trying to ease things up for players and their demands in the offseason. And then you get to the, well, if you're not in the facility and you know how do things work, and then you get to a terrible, terrible situation uh, like Juwan James and obviously Deshaun Hamilton with the Denver Broncos, uh, two players suffering serious season-ending injuries because players still got to work out. You still got to stay in shape, but you weren't really allowed in your team facilities. And now you're in a terrible, terrible position here. So the state of OTAs as they are, Pete, it seems like it should be more universal than it is. Maybe in some States with restrictions, it cannot be, but you know, definitely a weird, weird scenario as teams are trying to return to offseason normalcy. Well,
0: I, I think it, just depends on the team, really. Uh, So the Browns, given what they were able to do last year, I don't think they're in too much of a a lurch with guys not showing up for OTAs. Um, And even that's sort of a question mark. Like, there were people showing up to stuff, you know, it was just quiet. Kevin Stefanski, you know when when he did his press conference before the uh, NFL draft, he just sort of casually mentioned that he saw greedy williams and and uh, Grand Delpit in there, as as well as some other people. There are players that either can't or don't want to pay for their own training uh, because you know, they're on a rookie deal or whatever. and that stuff is not free. Uh, And it's not cheap. So, you know, this is a me, this is a means to, you know, to, to sort of save money and, and, and obviously be protected in terms of your contract. If you're somebody like, you know, Jarvis Landry, who routinely trains in, in Jupiter, Florida, you know, that's, that's just sort of what he's done. Odell Beckham uh, floats between a few different places. So for them it's not really a huge deal. Uh they're just doing what they'd normally be doing. It's it's more of these young guys. I I as much as like it comes off as JC Treder is like trying to get guys to hold the line, I don't think he's telling guys, you know, that, that are potentially in a a financial issue, you know, you can't go. the facility to train if if, that's not if it's going to work against you Uh, so I think more than anything it's just drawing less attention to it as opposed to uh, trying to make you know this big declarative statement do I think the Browns will have less guys than other teams probably but I also don't think uh the team is that concerned with it or or this would probably be a bigger deal. Um I'm sure on some level Stefanski would like to have players there because obviously if they're there you can do more with them uh and there's that you know that level of comfort in terms of being in control but I I just I, I don't get the sense that either Stefanski or Andrew Barry is overly concerned or worked up about this whole situation. I'm not sure that many teams are. Uh, Obviously Bruce Arians doesn't care uh, with Tampa. So, I mean, it's not a a nothing deal um, as illustrated by the Broncos. But the other part of this, you know, you're always – if you're a team, you're worried that, you know, a player who says he was training got injured doing something stupid. Relatively speaking, like if they're playing, you know, pickup hoops or something like that, and they tore their ACL and they're saying they're training, well, their contract may, you know, specifically state that they're not supposed to do something. So, like, you know, Miles Garrett's a guy who likes to play basketball. You know, if he hurt himself doing that, and and his contract sort of says you can't do that, then then you know that becomes a huge issue. But just in general the Browns were willing to pay out workout bonuses last year over video. Uh, And maybe, you know, they're, they're not this year because it's, it's an option only a handful of players even have those left. I think Andrew Mm is getting rid of those with every contract he's doing, but they may be doing the same thing. So a lot of this may be a team dynamic question as opposed to, you know, a league
1: wide uh, situation. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, probably how successful teams were in 2020. Um, You found that there were new ways to circumnavigate football learning. Um, And if you were in a successful team, um, you probably say, okay, maybe we can go a little bit more laps on what used to be the norm. And, you know, we can get the X's and O's done this way. Uh, So many ways to communicate as the entire world has, you know, found over the last, I guess now we're talking 14, 15 months, for God's sakes at this point, you know, for way to getting, you know, information across for the way to meet for the way to have back and forth and things of that nature. Um, You know, and, you know, as you mentioned with Andrew Berry, with the, you know, workouts and you're an NFL player, Uh, you know, your body is your temple, your body is your engine to what is everything this, you know, it, it shouldn't have to be preached upon, This is what you should be doing to succeed, to have such a fortunate opportunity in the NFL, to make a boatload of money playing a sport. And at the end of the day, that is the factuals of this, you know, God-given ability They work really hard to enhance their God-given ability and to make a boatload of money playing a game of football. It's, it comes down to that. Pete, I think the one thing probably, and this is probably where in, you know, Andrew Barry and obviously coach Kevin Stefanski, with not being able to have, you know, with not having everybody in the building, and this is still going to happen, you know, in the next you know week or so, as, you know, they'll start to do some more normalized things, is you, you kind of want it. This is a, there's a, there would be a vibe in this building, Pete, that ain't been there, well, in this building probably ever. And it's just a bunch of young guys who, you know, they're successful as a team. The sky apparently is the limit for the 2021 season it would just be a really, really fun building. And I think that's probably the one part, you know, that, you know, aches Coach Stefanski a little bit, certainly Andrew Barry a little bit is these guys would come in day, day in, day out, you know, smiling from ear to ear because they're good. They know they're good. And for right now they're going to be good for the foreseeable future. Um, Yeah. I mean, look,
0: there's nothing is a substitute for sort of being, uh, there and and being able to sort of uh capitalize on that energy in the room the good news is the browns are doing you know the video uh the the zoom stuff or however they're doing it in terms of uh otas where they're at least it's not as if they are there's nothing going on there's no communication it's it's different but uh, to their credit, they were able to do a lot with that last year. They weren't able to. Uh, th- they were able to sort of find, th- you know, things to bond over. Obviously, there were things going on that sort of allowed that to happen uh, in society. Uh, I think, obviously, the, the the excitement and the potential to be great is only going to add to that. Uh, so. There's definitely that element where you would like to be able to, you know, get excited seeing guys working out and all that stuff. But I don't think the team is in a position where we're worried that they're going to be really hurting and missing something. uh, But by, by going through it the way they are as you know, as long as they continue to put in the energy with, with uh their coaches and and team and each other, I think, I think they'll be in the right mindset and I think they'll be able to sort of keep up that uh, energy and excitement. So when they do get there uh, largely in July that they'll be ready to go.
1: Yeah. More of a hit the ground running type approach. Um, And this will be something to monitor, uh, you know, as the, you know, off season continues, but you know, look for what the Browns were able to do last year with, you know, an entire new coaching staff, obviously a big, big change in roster and a lot more people in this year. Um, But luckily they had the continuity of the coaching staff, uh, you know, the offensive system, the defensive system, hopefully makes things a lot easier for, you know, the players here, uh, most of them going in a year too. And ones that are here that are extremely excited, whether it's the rookies or the free agents who, you know, we've heard them all say, you know, they wanted a part of this. They were excited to jump on on this and, This is kind of where we're at. We are going to get to some wide receiver talk here. We'll get to some talk on the Pittsburgh Steelers in the third segment. More roll it along here on your Wednesday edition of Locked on Browns with Mr. Pete Smith. Hey, Cleveland Browns fans, listen up. Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC, is offering a complimentary bottle to all football fans in America. To get your complimentary bottle of Nugenics, Total T, text DRAFT to 231. 231. This unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testafin, which helps boost free testosterone and total testosterone levels and increase energy and lean muscle mass. Plus, text now, and they'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever, with key ingredients to help you get back in shape. Absolutely free. Again, text DRAFT to 231-231. That's DRAFT, D-R-A-F-T, all caps, to 231-231. Message and data rates may apply. Nugenics Total T is a great way to increase lean muscle and feel stronger with more energy and endurance. And like the TV ad says, she'll like it too. If you're over 40, don't let it get in the way. Get your edge back with Nugenics. There's a reason Nugenics has been the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC for years. It works. Beat the wide receiver room, um, and I think some changes. Rashard Higgins coming back, I think, and I know I you know I put a tweet out yesterday and talked to you know, some other you know guys doing content around the NFL. All surprised Rashad Higgins came on back, um, combined with Odell and Rashad, you have a great mix of veterans here. Donovan Peoples Jones headed to year two. I think the Browns did a fantastic job with not putting too much on his plate. And again, yes, he was a Michigan product. Yes, he was a, normal, uh, a former five-star recruit. But the, none of that changes the fact that you view him as a sixth-round pick and you do not take him and just throw him to the wolves. You gradually give him an opportunity and have a defined role for him, which they did. Anthony Schwartz brought in, you know, whether there's a Cardero uh, you know, Hodge to stick around, a Jojo Natson, and a couple of bottom feeders here in this wide receiver room. It's a deep group, Pete. And I think right on the surface, which is the difficult part for me, is you essentially have five guys who can contribute, and but you have two guys at the top who are used to playing basically every single snap of every single game when healthy. This is going to be a little difficult to navigate and manage because they certainly want to give you know some opportunities to use Anthony Schwartz. They're certainly want to continue on the developmental path of Donovan Peoples-Jones. Rashard Higgins, I'm sure there were some talks of, you know, am I going to have a decent enough role because I can go somewhere else where I'm getting promised a role. It's a great situation to have on the surface, but it is certainly a difficult one to manage to make sure you can, you're maximizing what you can out of these five
0: uh so it's the wide receiver competition if you want to call it that is going to be the least interesting one in terms of who's going to make the roster the, the biggest thing with that is just keeping an eye on Kadero hodge and his restricted tender that he still hasn't signed and that may be there you know there there's some speculation that maybe that he's not signing that I am wondering if the team has basically said don't sign it um because you know they don't want you know i i don't think they're gonna bring in anyone else um but they're just sort of waiting to make sure that every that, that everything's sort of the way they need it to be first it's i i don't really see where they're going to go somewhere else I, it's not out of the realm of possibility but i really do think they're going to end up with kadero hodge as that last guy uh which i think is is good because he can hopefully uh he was getting better uh he just needed to stay healthier uh, he had two hamstring injuries last year but if he's sort of wide receiver six or if you if you look at it that way he can contribute more or even speed. five and a half Yeah, I mean, he could contribute more on special teams. Uh, Anthony Schwartz, I I suspect, will be a gunner at some point. Um, But other than that, it's really just about roles, usage, and packages. Uh, And this is going to be the potentially contentious element of this, um, particularly with how some people would like to see this wide receiver group used um which may or may <laughs> not include me but you're ending you're in this situation where you have so many different dynamics at work obviously everything on this team with wide receiver revolves around what odell beckham can and can't do for you if he's great it it, it changes everything in the best possible way if he's not, anything short of it, it, i mean if he's good you're going to be better but if he's anything short of that you're back to this sort of mishmash question marks all over the place because you're not overly fast Um, Landry is what he is he's a tight end that's a super undersized tight end Um, that's how how they how they sort of balance him versus the tight ends is something I think it's going to be interesting to watch for for Stefanski this year. I think that's something that he's going to have to figure out effectively. Uh, and then you get to Rashard Higgins, who was great last year. Uh, the second Beckham went down, uh, he has obviously a chemistry with Mayfield, and he he. He doesn't. He's not a burner, but he's he he attacks an area of the field that that helps out other places. So he's really complementary in that role, uh, of that deep intermediate area of the field, uh, which it's going to be difficult because he theoretically could end up being wide receiver four uh, in, in a lot of situations for this team. Now that may not happen, given the fact that they went with Anthony Schwartz. Uh, as, their, as their speed guy and how much they use him is going to be interesting. Obviously, they're going to use him for that that jet guy. Uh, they're going to use him as a guy who can stretch the field. They're going to use him potentially as a joker. But if if that's 10 to 15 snaps a game, that leaves a whole lot for other guys. And then Donovan Peoples-Jones has talent. How much of a step forward can he take this year? Uh, he played 25 percent of snaps last year, and obviously some of that is impacted by Beckham's injury. But how much more is he going to get? Or is he going to get more? Uh, he he has size. He has more speed than the other guys. He has uh, a skill set that that could really be complementary to to what this offense needs in terms of spacing the field. So it's it's challenging. Uh, I know there. Most people assume, not wrongfully, that that you're just going to roll out Beckham and Landry and then go from there. I hope that's not the case because I'd like to see more varied packages that, that, that put more speed on the field or put more skill sets that uh, can, can open up other options, particularly those tight ends uh, or, or Chubb and Hunt um, in, in terms of the area of the field. But that's, that's really the challenge for for Stefanski is is you know it's like going to a restaurant and you open up one of these massive menus and you're just sort of paralyzed by the the sheer amount of choices you have uh and that's in a way what this offense uh looks like outside of the offensive line baker mayfield and, and the running backs and even that even with the running backs, you you know, with, with the amount of toys they have, but you've got so many choices that y- you may struggle to sort of balance them out, use them all effectively, and you may get sort of just because you have so many choices, it's difficult to utilize them all uh, and get the results you want
1: well and this is not like a baseball lineup where everybody gets their turn you know at, at the bat so to speak and it is significantly deep and there could be you know there could be an evolution to this offense where hey you want to know what i've got five wide receivers that i really like i'm not usually normally a big five wide receiver set guy but you want to know what why would i ignore the fact that i have this deep and unique group of wide receivers. Everybody is kind of, you know, as much as Higgins and Lind- Landry are kind of similar, there is uniqueness and differences between all five of them, and each, each one of them's kind of got their own calling card and bring something different to the table. So, yes, it is difficult with that. Pete, in getting back to Hodge here, and this may be a tough spot you know, for him. Could this maybe also be something between he and the Browns, where the Browns maybe are saying in the back of their heads, if we know we're already five deep, And, you know, look, normally you carry six and, you know, you'd have somebody on a practice squad or whatever. Could it be a possibility with Kaderil Hodge where the Browns are saying, maybe this ain't the best thing for you because, you know, at at this point in his career, yes, it's fantastic to be a plus special teamer. Um, Certainly you can make a living for it. But we've seen glimpses of Kadero Hodge where, you know, he is a solid blocker, which obviously carries a ton of value in this Browns offense he is a plus special team here, but he was starting to show some signs and maturing as a wide receiver. And who knows? Maybe his role would have been bigger last year. And when Odell went down, maybe there would have been a bigger shot for Hodge. But, you know, Hodge was in the building for three weeks, then out of the building for three weeks injury-wise. And I believe there was a COVID, um, you know, a COVID time where he was out as well. This may be something where if it came down to, hey, one more defensive back or could Darryl Hodge to be our six wide receiver slash special teamer? Maybe it's not the best thing for him. And maybe there could be a better, bigger opportunity with 31 other NFL teams. Yeah, that's,
0: you know, that's the thing. It's tricky. They do have other guys in there. I mean, they, they have a guy, you know, they, they have, some other options at at receiver They have the kid that played for the, in the jets game last year, the Bradley like, you know, he's okay. Uh, I personally, I think Kadero Hodge is better. Sure. Uh, So, so, I mean, it's theoretically possible. Like I said, it's possible they could go in a different direction and ultimately it's a better situation for him. I don't, know that it is I really do think this is more about the Browns getting their 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 financial ducks in a row more than anything uh, because if it, you know the second Hodge signs his tender it's guaranteed um, you know that I, I I was a little confused by having Porter Gustin sign his uh, Steven Carlson makes is, is great uh, for, for what he does but you know that that may be the 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 thing here, and, and who knows? Maybe it is Kedar Hodge sort of trying to see exactly what his options are. Um, but it, it's I wouldn't rule out the possibility that the Browns are sort of waiting until um, a point where they can take off the tender and just sign him, um, mm-hmm. so they don't have to guarantee the money. I I I, I wish we had more information on this, but this is like one of those things where, where like a lot with their contract stuff where they're just, they're, there's nothing to sort of know uh, there's nothing getting out there. So he's, he's a good enough player that I, I, I you know, as much as you're not sitting there going, man, I, I hope wide receiver six gets on the field, but uh <laughs> he was, you know, the, he was the third guy last year at points. To start the year. He made a yeah. bunch of really nice catches. So, you know, for a team that's sort of like, you know, ready to make a, a real push, it, it would seem like it's a no-brainer to go ahead and add him. So we'll see. I I, I still think ultimately Candelario Hodge is going to be here. Uh, but but I I I understand from him his standpoint certainly um, that in the same way that I thought Higgins might leave. Uh, that opportunity is better elsewhere so that, you, you know, he can, I mean, Carol Hodge could play in Detroit, like right now. They're awful at receiver. Could they could do him immediately. Could probably start. So that, that's where you're sort of in this, this situation where I totally understand it from Hodge's side if he's sort of hesitant, but I do think they're ultimately going to keep him.
1: And actually the, the brilliance of what Pete just put together there is, and everybody has a relationship, obviously, with Jared Goff. So, um, there is that aspect of it. Uh, so that will certainly, you know, be interesting, uh, you know, something to monitor here. Um, and you know, for Kaderil Hodge and, you know, for the Browns, I mean, look, if you have five good wide receivers, you know, maybe you're going to decide you want a little bit more on the defensive side of the ball. And like Pete said, I mean, it's getting really, really deep. I mean, you've got three tight ends. You want to involve right off the bat. You've got two running backs right now. You're going to want to involve, you know, you've got five wide receivers. You sort of want to have a defined role for, and then there is this player like Hodge, who early in the year, where they were trying to express the fact that, hey, if you're a wide receiver, we need you to block. Some guys weren't necessarily doing it. Kadero Hodge was, and it kind of was like, well, here's the guy that wasn't really, you know, higher on the and he's out here doing it, busting his ass. And then the light kind of went on, Rashard Higgins picked it up. Obviously, so did uh, Donovan Peoples Jones as well. So it's gonna be something to you know monitor. And again, you know, for <laughs> we're talking about six wide receiver on a roster. So again, here's some rich people problems. We're going to get back. We're going to talk a little bit about the Steelers. Uh, folks, if you haven't seen uh, coming up uh, on the next Ross Tucker podcast, uh, he's going to sit down with general manager, Andrew Berry. So that should be a good one. Hope Ross can uh, pick his brain and maybe we can get Andrew uh, open up a little bit. Maybe, uh, maybe give up one, you know, card, hold card, so to speak, and more coming here on your Wednesday edition of Locked On Browns. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NFL draft is on. I'm sorry, no, that one is still in the end. It should not be. But get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news. Sign up bonuses and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are making their runs in the playoffs. Bet online, your online sports book experts. What's your favorite built bar? Did you know that Bilt Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited-time flavor? When you talk to any Bilt Bar fan, they are definitely passionate about their favorites. If you do not know the flavor lineup, well, you are missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. I am a big fan of the mint brownie bar. It's got a little bit of that Girl Scout cookie flavor to it. If you haven't tried all the flavors, then you should check out the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors, 18 bars in total. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. If you go to BuiltBar.com, make sure you use the promo code LOCKED15, all caps, no space, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. The Pittsburgh Steelers, my friend Pete, and yesterday I believe there was a quote that came out from Mr. Hayward is a fantastic player. We've got a running back in here in Andre Harris. We can run the ball 30 to 40 times. And the first thing I can think is big Ben saying, what in the world did I come back for? If we're going to run the ball 30 to 40 times, Uh, a offensive tackle duo of Chukes Okafor. And we liked Chukes Okafor coming out. Um, I'm not thinking left tackle Chukes Okafor, big Zach Banner coming off of an ACL injury. Uh, Offensive line is certainly – looks like it's probably going to be an issue early on for this team. Uh, you know, have a bunch of wide receivers, brought to you back. The defense, I, 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 TJ Watt, obviously fantastic. Devin Bush coming off of ACL. Uh, the secondary, we'll see. Pete, the Pittsburgh Steelers and Steeler fans will never admit it. They'll never believe it. team looks soft right now, Pete. It looks pretty soft, and it looks a lot softer than it did when it closed out the 2020 season.
0: I would love to see them run the ball 30 or 40 times. Their tackles are awful. Uh, Chuck Sikorafor and Zach Banner are vending machines. Um, They can't move. Uh, They're not good at run blocking, and their best – that pass blocking is that it basically takes the defensive end a while to get around them. Um, The Steelers are awful. Uh, They are going to be, I I cannot fathom the path that gets this (laughs) team back to the division. And there are all these people that are treating them like, Oh, you know, it's, they're going to come down to the wire. They have to, they, 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 their secondary is worse. Steven Nelson was arguably their best guy uh, and they cut him. They, you know, Joe Hayden is, is falling apart. He's, you know, he's, he's, they love him in their system, but he's just not, he's just not very good uh, at this point. It's Mika Fitzpatrick and that's basically it in the secondary. So I don't, see what and and this is all on top of the fact that they have the worst quarterback in the division and it's not close at this point um uh, so i don't know where the enthusiasm or optimism is coming that this team is suddenly going to be good uh they're they're by virtue of the fact that they they won the division last year despite how poorly they finished they have a first place schedule the steelers have to play the Tennessee Titans, Seattle Seahawks, Buffalo Bills, Green Bay Packers, Kansas City Chiefs, and then the Browns and the Ravens twice. That's 9 games of their 2021 schedule. <laughs> They're not going to win those games. Like they may maybe they surprise one of them, but that's you can easily chalk that up as 9 losses. And even if they sweep the rest of their schedule, which <clears throat> It is relatively manageable. They get the Bears, the Lions, the Chargers, the Vikings, the Raiders, the Broncos, and and, and then the two games against the Bengals. You know, and this is a team that routinely, under Mike Tomlin, dumps a game against an inferior opponent.
1: You mean like a Monday night game against the Cincinnati Bengals with a third-string quarterback?
0: Exactly. So that's what they do every year. They always dump a game that they have no business dumping. Uh, and and, and, I, and honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if they lose to the Bengals again uh, this year. There's nothing that they did where I, where I, that I feel like they're – I mean, Donjie Harris is, is a good player. I think he will be a good player for them. But if you're asking me how the Steelers should have approached this offseason, they did it backwards. They should have been fixing their offensive tackle position, uh, if for no other reason than if they bought him out, which is certainly possible, then they could potentially get their quarterback next year and have something there in terms of protection. I think their interior offensive line is going to be good, but not having anything, you know, Dan Moore. The the Steelers took an offensive tackle later than the Browns did. And the Browns have three offensive tackles that are better than the Steelers have. Uh, so Dan Moore, maybe he's going to be great at some point. Uh I actually like the signing of Rashad coward for the, the Steelers, but overall they are terrible at that position. I, I don't know of a team that has a worse tackle situation than, than, than they do. They've got, you know, again, three Coke machines, uh, trying to protect a quarterback that can't move who his arm looked like it was ready to fall off last year. And Najee Harris, this poor kid who seems like a a tremendous human being uh, as well as a talented Mm -hmm. one is supposed to come in and fix all this. They take a tight end in the second round. And I think Pat Fryermuth will be fine, but the Bengals may, you know, sort of, or I'm sorry, the Steelers may come, and win this sort of like just in terms of adding talent that this becomes a good draft for them, but in terms of sort of accepting who they are and making the proper evaluation of where they're at as a team, I think they completely missed the mark. And I think their their desperate attempt to to continue the streak of not going below five hundred is actually going to end up being worse for them. I think uh, the, the what they did this offseason is more likely to set them up for an extended period of crappiness than it is to keep them competitive or somehow deny the reality uh, of everything they lost last year. They lost Alejandro Villanueva. They lost Matt Filer. They lost Marquise Pouncy. They lost Steven Nelson. They lost uh, Bud Dupree. They lost Mike Hilton. They lost uh, Vance McDonald, but good news, everybody. They got, Najee Harris like it, it just doesn't work that way and that's you know that was six starters I ran off that are gone that they, they don't really have replacements for I, I think Kendrick Green will be a nice player I think the addition of BJ Finney that's a good plan at center but they're basically taking the approach that you know the Browns have the largely the approach that linebacker is not a big deal the Steelers are, are suggesting that corners and tackles don't matter
1: Now, maybe they're on to something, but I doubt it. Look, Joe Hayden is 32 years old. Ben Ben Roethlisberger is, you know, just continuing to age, and he's certainly not getting any smaller, svelter, quicker. Um, And as many said on draft night, hey, if you don't have an offensive line, that doesn't matter. Just, you know, maybe upgrade the running back, which makes zero sense. Um, If there's defensive linemen in the hole, plays over regardless. Um, So, you know, probably a little tough Playing for Najee Harris and all the thing Pete said about him. I mean, fantastic kid, obviously went through a lot and somebody who remembers where he came from and looks like he wants to, you know, obviously try to make that path easier for those who are going to walk in the same path. He had to walk through as a kid, but gun to my head, uh, if the Steelers making the playoffs or the Steelers picking the top 10, Steelers are picking the top 10 and I'm going to stick with this one. Pittsburgh Steelers are finishing fourth in the AFC North. That's just how little faith I have in where this franchise and the product is everybody improved to, to a decent degree maybe baltimore stayed sideways even if that's only the case they're still that good um it's i think it's going to be a lean lean year and big ben should have listened to mr pouncey when he said I, I think this is all i got and ben should have said you know what bro i think this is all both of us got and walked off on it walked off into the sunset together he is pete smith from brown's digest through sports Check everything out over there. Pete, uh, You know, obviously Brandon Little, obviously uh, Sean Stevenson. They're doing a great job pumping out content day in, day out, podcasts. Pete does with Sean. Uh, Pete's got a great new pod out with Nicole Chatham, a good friend of ours. Uh, a little more unique, a little more diverse. And, of course, Nicole brings her little special sauce to everything, which is why we, is, we enjoy her so much. Make sure you are following at underscore Pete Smith. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. The show itself. At Lockdown Browns, follow back account. DMs, as you know, are open. Ideas, questions, stuff for the show. Hit me, filter me. iTunes, get your stinking act together. It's damn near a month. Apple Podcasts, get it right. For now, listen on Spotify, listen on Odyssey, or wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you're following or subscribed. Five star readings, written reviews. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. L G B on the L O B. Let's go, Brown.